to our Good Friday service. Man, it's so good to see all of you out there. Man, we miss our church family. So we just wanted to let you know what's going to happen today. We're going to sing a few worship songs, really just get in the tone, set the tone, set the atmosphere of worship. Pastor Jim has an amazing word for you, and we are going to do BYOB communion. That means bring your own bread, okay? So if you're in your house, you know, go to the kitchen, grab some bread real quick, grab some juice, come on back, and we're just going to take communion together as a family. Just because we are being socially distant doesn't mean that we need to be socially isolated. So come on, invite someone else to the service, send a text message real quick, go get your bread, and we're going to just worship together, take communion, and it's going to be an amazing time. So let's get into it. Oh, we worship you, Jesus. We believe that you are the light in the darkness, God. Come on, wherever you are, just no distractions. We dedicate this moment to you right now, Jesus. Oh, we worship you, God. Oh, yes. You are here, moving in our midst. I worship you. Worship you. You are here working in this place. Come on, we sing. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you. Come on, let's sing that again. You are here, you're moving, moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, you're working, working in this place. I worship you. I worship you. Come on, we sing that he is the way maker. Way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Come on, we sing that together. Miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Come on, we sing together. You are here, you're touching, touching every heart. I worship you, we worship you, Jesus, I worship you. Come on, we sing your healing. You are here, healing, healing every I worship you, oh Jesus, I worship you. You're turning lives around, you are here, Lord, turning lives around. I worship you, oh Jesus, I worship you. You're mending every heart, you are here, and you're mending every heart. 
Isn't it? It's amazing to feel the presence of God. But B, would you sing, You've Been So, So Good to Me? This is something we can all sing right now. Can we, didn't you just feel His presence? God, right now we, we thank you. We worship you. Let the presence of God fill the place where you're at. God, you've been so good to us. Can we just worship you? Just praise you? Just telling God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Come on. doing your presence is so strong in this place and I know wherever people are tuning in right now that your presence is saturating that place can you just tell him how much you love him God we worship you we praise you we're desperate Come on, just this is a time to lean in. Father, we lean into your presence. Father, we're hungry for you. Some of you are being filled up right now by the power of God, the presence of God. Maybe, maybe you're feeling some tears well up. That's okay, let them come. It's been a hard, hard couple of weeks. And his presence is what we need. That we're, we're grateful for you. We're hungry for you. You are our source. Everything we need, we find in you. Lord, just continue to fill us up. Fill us up, oh God. Lord, as we focus on you. Father, I pray right now for that single mother. who's been trying to balance school with her kids and but being the primary breadwinner. God, I pray right now, you fill them up right now, right where she's at right now. Lord, that man that lost his job, God, wherever he's at, whoever, right now, fill them up. Nervous about the future, the uncertainty of what's going to happen, fill them up. God, I pray for families that are finding a new normal. God, officing out of the house, educating our kids out of the house trying to keep life moving forward. God, we just, every one of us, we, we focus on you. We pause. We thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray for the healthcare worker right now that's watching, that's listening. Lord, right now that's been giving out and giving out and giving out. Lord, I pray you fill them up. Fill them up. We thank you for this. We worship you. We praise you. Man, it's so good to feel the presence of God. Uh, 
I mean, I know you're feeling him. We, in this place, the, the presence of God is just so tangible. I mean, I, I don't know how else to say it except that you can just sense him, you can feel him, you can... It's a time to call out to him. You know, this, this whole social isolation... I mean, if you're like me, I thought, well, it's, I mean, listen, being home for a couple of weeks, it's not that bad. Like, we can make this, but it's been hard. I mean, it's harder than you would think it is, trying to move life forward. And that's, that's for me, and, you know, my life hasn't been derailed like some people's. had been impacted. I didn't lose my job. I, you know, my, so I think that my heart is broken for people that are really, for those of you right now, you, you, you just say, Pastor, you don't even know. I don't have groceries or, you know, I, I, I'm going to tell you a story about our church and how we've been making a difference. We, we actually, this week, just two days ago, were able to deliver food to feed 40 families. 40 families, just two days ago. Families that didn't have groceries. We just loaded up groceries and took up 40 families' homes. And I was reading through one of the stories and I just thought it was so heart-touching and wrenching because she is in a home where there's domestic abuse and it got so bad in the midst of this, she actually had to leave where she was at with her child. And so she's nervous, she's concerned, she's leaving the place where she has security of a roof over her head, food on her table, but it got so bad she had to leave and we found out about it, the outreach team found out about it. And so, you know, what we were able to do, we go buy groceries, we bought diapers, we bought wipes. I'm thinking about that person right now. That you need more than just what's physical. You need the touch from God. You need, you need your soul to be touched. Your mind, your will, your emotions. And I'm praying right now, God, touch her. Lord, right now, right where she's at. Lord, let fill her up. Touch her. I, I was thinking about the elderly couple that we just got a hold of their story and what was happening that the husband's the primary breadwinner and he's sick and so she's trying to figure all of this out and he's the one that does all the groceries and does all the stuff to provide and and she they can't go out so here she is trying to take care of her husband who's sick and trying to figure out how to do life she can't get out the groceries. Well, the outreach team found out, and guess what? Went and got groceries, stacked them up, filled them up, took them to their doorstep. I'm thinking about you. Just the presence of God. Would you fill them up, Lord, right there? Not just physical needs being met, but spiritual needs. God, we thank you for that. Supernaturally. Lord, I thank you for kids. You know, I'm thinking about kids who have lost their best friends. It's not like they physically died. But social isolation has created these barriers. And look, kids are feeling the stress of the home life. They're feeling the stress of what's happening. And a lot of them don't even have people to rely on. And so right now, God, would you touch them? Lord, touch our teenagers that are desperate for community. God, touch the children that are, that are searching for hope but don't even maybe know how to articulate it. Right now, fill them up. We thank you for that. We praise you. Yeah, I just, we're going to go into a word that I have just, I've got a, just a short nugget that I just want to share. I'm going to talk about the wounds of the cross and how they apply to us. But before I do, I just want to say thank you. You know, it's good to have our church gathered together, but thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your giving. Thank you for your serving. Thank you for staying engaged. Listen, now is the time. 
it's easy to disengage and I'm so grateful that I get to lead a church that has stayed engaged. The outreach team didn't just take a seat back. They said, we're going to step up. We're going to find new ways to minister to people. I mean, think about the moment of hope that happened yesterday. All those people. Listen, we all joined. We went to Oak Bend Hospital, and we began to sing and worship Waymaker. Look, we didn't let COVID keep us home. We got out. We stepped up. We brought hope in a new and a fresh way. That's what I'm grateful for, a church that steps up, not shrinks back. Thinking, we, we have this new mantra on the dream team. It's, it just takes three minutes. That's kind of the new hashtag. It just, it just takes three minutes. Another one is this, every call matters. Why? Because we had one of our dream teamers. She owns a business. She said the first couple of weeks of this COVID, I just kind of disengaged because I was trying to figure out a new normal for my family, my marriage, my job, the business. And she said, but I felt really touched by God. You got to engage. You need to step up. And so she said, how can I get involved? And guess what she started doing? She started making phone calls. She said, look, at first, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to make phone calls. I'm not someone that gets on the phone to make them. She said, but that was the need. So I got on the phone. And she said, I committed. I'm going to give this amount of time, and I'm going to make calls, and I'm going to do it. Let me tell you what happened. In the few minutes that she was making those phone calls, she got in touch with a young girl named Danica. Danica's a young adult. By the world standard, looks like she has it all together. She's popular. She's got friends. She works out. I mean, just what you would say, man, this girl's, this girl's awesome. And what, what we did was we went back and started calling through anybody who's ever been to the church. And Danica had come to the church a long time ago, and she was laying on her bed. She was praying to God. She said, I was depressed. I was feeling lonely. I was, I was desperate. And I called out to God. And the moment, she said, that moment, listen, my phone rang. She said it was a number I didn't recognize. So I don't normally answer it. She said, something told me to answer the call. So she answers the and one of our dream teamers is on the other side and says, listen, we just, you, we just want to check on you. Do you have food? Do you have the basic needs? Do you have everything that you need to get through this? And, and she said, yes, of course, I've, I've got that. Thank you for checking. And she said, then the dream teamer asked her, can I pray for you? And Danica said, I broke down. Like right then in that moment, this, this lady, she says, can I pray for you? She said, yes. She begins to pray for her the exact prayer that Danica needed and she said it was the perfect it was what I needed she hung up and she said I just began tears flowing down my eyes when I got off the phone that phone call took three minutes but she said within three minutes I felt the power of God I felt the peace of God I felt the presence of God I knew God loved me and that's what I'm grateful for a church that will rise up and say I know it's easy to be complacent it's easy to step back it's easy to say hey listen I'm gonna focus on me but I'm asking us in this season to continue to focus on others and let God fill us up that's what tonight's all about fill us up God fill us up fill us up we need more because you can't give what you don't have. Look, I'm, I'm gonna, we're going to do this communion. We're going to go back into a song of worship. But don't be a spectator. Why? Because we're going we're gonna to fill ourselves up. God, we need more. Why? Because there is a world that is hurting. That is. That is desperate for what you have on the inside. We've been calling our dream teamers hope dealers. 
hope dealers. Yeah, I know you're a dream teamer, but can you be a hope dealer? That means can I give the hope of God that's on the inside of me to the people that need it most? And I'm so proud of you as a church for stepping up and seeing God use you like never before. It's amazing. Now, Good Friday is different than Easter. Look, Easter, we're going to celebrate. Look, a couple of days, I'm asking you to invite all your friends, all your family members, every person, do a watch party, do a watch party. Get them out there because it's all about the resurrection. It's about the power of God that raised Jesus back to life. And it's amazing in the celebration of what God has done. Now, Good Friday is different. Good Friday is a remembrance of the sacrifice, the price that Jesus paid. And there is power in the cross. There is power in the moment of the sacrifice. Isaiah 53, 5 says, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him and by his wounds we are healed. That it's in the moment of sacrifice that Jesus releases things that are available for us as believers, things that we can grab a hold of that are a promise to us if we will turn to him. The first thing, the first, the first wound of the cross, and I'm not going to go in the order that Isaiah says, I'm going to go in chronological order, it's discouraging, it's the whipping, it's the, it's the stripes on the back of Jesus, that it's by his stripes that we receive healing. Everybody say healing, that's right, healing. Healing, healing. The cross paid for what I carry. That's right. See, the healing, and it's not just physical healing, and I believe this, that God is healing bodies today. God is healing physical ailments, shoulders, knees, diabetes, high blood pressure. In Jesus' name, we pray for the healing. Even as we take communion, I'm asking you to believe for the healing of God to flow as you take the bread and you drink the juices, reflection of the blood healing. But look, it's not just physical healing. Look, disease, disease, that's, that's anything that's not functioning correctly. So you can have disease not only in the physical, but you can have disease in the emotions, in the, in the spiritual, in, in every aspect of our life. It's what's not working right. God, I have this emotional disease. God, I need your help and your power, and I'm asking you, where in my life is there disharmony? I need you to heal it. By his stripes we're healed. The second thing that we look at is, is the crown of thorns. Now the crown of thorns is amazing because this is what brings us peace. Peace. So the cross paid for our minds. Think about it, our mind. It's, it's our thoughts. It's what we think about. It's, it's the things that run through us. It's the fear that plagues us. It's the what ifs. It's when we begin to believe the what ifs. God, what if this never ends? What if I don't get back on my feet? What if I never get where I need to go? God, what if, what if, what if? It's the, the plague of the mind. And I'm so grateful that we don't have to live with that. The cross, he's paid the price for that with the crown of thorns. Look, the third thing is the cross speaks to us because of the nails. Now, the nails were in the hands and in the feet, and they were pierced for our transgressions. So what does that mean? That means, look, the cross paid for our sins. And, and I don't know about you, but I got sin in my life. 
The Bible says no one is perfect. Everyone has fallen. We all sin and fall short of the glory of God. And it's not just the sins you commit. It's not just sins of commission, but it's sins of omission. How many have ever missed God, not because you did something, but because you didn't do something? It's like he told you to get up. You heard him speak to you. Hey, get up and pray. And you didn't do it. Hey, I want you to call someone. Would you just call them? I want you to encourage them. And we didn't. I want you to to be nice and repent and say I'm sorry to your spouse or your kids. And you just didn't do it. Those are sins of omission. Things he asked us to do, but we just didn't do it. Guess what? The cross pays for that. Aren't you glad? And the fourth thing is the spear in the heart. So he was crushed for iniquity. What what does that mean? That means the cross paid for all of the things that I feel. Think about what you feel. I feel unworthy. I feel hopeless. I feel rebellious. The cross paid for that rebellion. That God, I thank you. I can give that to you. I leave it in your hands. And because of that, my heart can be pure. It's amazing. That's what, that's what today's about. It's about remembering the things that he went through. Now what I want to do is I want to lead us in this remembrance. Just, just as Jesus led the disciples in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, 23, it says, And on the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread. So you got the bread. I want you to grab that. Get, get ready. What's he doing? He takes the bread and he gives thanks to God for it. And then he breaks it up into pieces and he says, look, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So I want you to grab the bread. I know you got your kids. Just just get the bread out. I I know you got Mrs. Baird's out there and it's going to work for us. Communion elements and Mrs. Baird's, it all works. Uh, I, I, I see somebody right now prophetically. You got the Hawaiian rolls and I'm jealous. I'm a little jealous. That's right. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Just grab it. And just as he passed it out, they broke it and gave it. I want you to now take it, and I want us to partake of the bread, remembering the body of Jesus that was broken for us. Take the bread right now. God, we thank you for this, Lord. We worship you, God. Come on, just thank you, Lord. We praise you, God. Now it continues. It says, in the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, this is the cup of the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this to remember me as often as you drink it. So this is what I want you to do. Grab some juice. Maybe it's grape juice. Maybe it's apple juice. Hey, maybe it's a Coke. Listen, if all you got is a Coke, we're going to baptize that Coke, and it is now holy. Come on. Jesus, that's right. That's right. Get it. Whatever you got, go ahead and get it. We're going to take this in remembrance of the blood of Jesus that was shed for the new covenant that we all get to experience. Come on. Take the juice. Just begin to worship. Come on, Vanessa. Oh, to think where I would be. 
grateful for you. I don't know if you can change. Turn back. Can you go back to you so, so good to me? Can we just, just as we close, as we get, we're almost done. I just, he's, it's hard to let you go because I sense he's not done. So let me tell you what, what's happening right here is if you remember when God's people stepped into the promised land and they're going to take possession of what God has already promised to them, just remember this, they still had to fight. And I think sometimes it's so easy for us to think, well, God, if we had victory, why is it so hard? If we got victory, why do I feel like I'm fighting every devil in hell in every single situation? And listen, I understand your pain. We have all been struggling and fighting. But here's the difference. We don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. God had already promised the Israelites the victory, but yet he still had them go out into Jericho and think about this. The first city that they took, it wasn't about spears, it wasn't about weapons, it wasn't about the things of the natural. He had the worship team go out. He had the worship team go out and begin to declare and stand in front and say the goodness of God. Can you imagine being in that city looking at the Israelites saying these guys are dumb? How in the world are they going to defeat us? This wall is impenetrable. I want you to know that God of heaven can defeat things and, and, and situations and circumstances that everybody else said was impossible. And it happens when we begin to worship. Can we just worship God? We thank you. We're getting ready to shout. Some of you need to shout for the victory. We're going to go around and begin to sing. God, we thank you, Lord. Hey. do things that don't necessarily make sense to people, but that's okay. I want a God strategy, not an earth strategy. I need strategy from heaven. I need wisdom from God. James 1.5 says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally without reproaching. God, we need your strategy, your wisdom. And here's what we know, and here's what I'm asking you to do. I want you to celebrate. I want you to worship. I want you to praise before you see the victory. See, that's the real test. Yeah, yeah let's think of this. You, you only know what you're made of when we're being squeezed. Like, like you can have a sponge or something that looks good, but you know what it's really got on the inside when it's been squeezed. Is it clean? Is it dirty? And look, this world is squeezing us, and what I'm asking is let the purity of God, the faith of God, the passion of God, let that be what's what is released regardless of what we see. And I'm telling you this, 
We're going to sit on the other side, get on the other side, and we're going to see story after story after story after story after story of what seemed impossible, and yet God made a way. I was thinking about the people. I could tell you three people that have bought houses that were impossible situations in the last three weeks. Three people. You know, I'm getting these stories from people that said, hey, we're giving to the building campaign, the moving forward campaign. God told us to give. And so what they did was they said, we're giving regardless of what it looks like. And they're now, right now, in social distancing, physical isolation in their brand new miracle home. Why? Because they didn't go off of what the news said. They, didn't, they weren't moved by what was happening on the outside. They obeyed God and God brought the miracle. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you're, you're watching right now, and God has already spoken to you. And I'm asking you, listen, obey what He has spoken. Doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't matter. If you will do, if you will sow in obedience, you'll reap a harvest and a reward. God's moving us forward. Look, it's about advancing His kingdom that the world would see that God is good. And I want us to do this. Make sure we're making Jesus famous. It's not about logos. It's not about egos. It's about Jesus. And there is a worldwide movement that's taking place across America. It's called Unite 714. Pastor Chris Hodges, my pastor, is helping to lead that. And I'm asking you, at 7.14 a.m. and 7.14 p.m., set your alarm to go off on your phone and just pause and read 2 Chronicles 7.14 in that moment and then just pray wherever you're at. I have meetings. Some of them are at 7.14 a.m. And we pause right there and we begin to pray. Why? Because it's bigger than just us. God is bringing revival. And as a pastor, as your leader, I want us to be in the middle of what God is doing for our church, our community, this nation, and the world. We're seeing God do great things. We're going to be right in the middle. I, I'm so proud of you. Now, one last thing. I'm going to pray a blessing over you. Sunday is Easter. It's Resurrection Day. And I'm asking you tomorrow to start inviting people, talking to people. Please go on and share it. Uh, go to youtube.com backslash anchorbentx. You'll be able to log on that way. You can go to anchorben.com. You can go to the online, church online platform. You can go to Facebook, anchorben.tx. Join us. Share the hope. I've got a word for our church. I have stirred like I've never been stirred. And it's going to touch you. It's going to touch your family. It's going to touch your friends. But I need you to do what only you can do. We're going to do what we can do. You do what you can do. Get them there and let's let God touch their life. Father, we thank you for tonight. I pray for everyone. Bless them, give them grace, give them strength, fill them with your power. Lord, I thank you for your presence. Continue to fill us up. Continue, Lord, to give us an overflow of your presence. As we serve you, we love you, we worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. We're going to sing this as we sign off. Love you, God bless you.